Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com and you can find the shows in our posts for listening and downloading. You can also find our websites via the Spreaker app on both warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warren Radio is also on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. We have we're featuring four this week. Goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Goodness of the Lord, mercy, goodness, courage, and faith in the land of the living. And you know that's a great phrase. Goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We also have prophetic end time shaking and division. Prophetic end time is revealed by the continual shaking of nations, dividing of people, and tearing down of principalities. Also, discern signs amidst the times. Discern times. The signs are evident, allowing us to discern the times in which we live. When dealing with signs, wonders, and prophecy, and plain good sage teachings from the apostles, one must pay attention. And last but not least, the apocalypse waits for no one. The apocalypse waits, or does it? While the world marches on in all its faint-hearted glory, the apocalypse will wait for none of them. Be sure to go to Warren-USA for the latest post, Christian Persecution Today, the Gospel News on Classic Warren Radio. Christian Persecution of Christian believers is never far away. Despite this persecution, we find the miraculous occurring, and today we have the stories of the Lord moving in the lives of believers and unbelievers. And on Dana Glenn Smith, Steal the Darkness, Conspiracy Behind the Conspiracies. Steal the Darkness is the ground floor of a secretive move to destroy America. Published in 2017, it, de- it details this event. Book 2, The Rising, takes this further and is due out in late 2021. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com where you can sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop on Dana on the site where we feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. 
Well, guess what? We're here at the last Wednesday of August on the 25th. Yep. Isn't that incredible? Well, I couldn't believe it when I was getting ready for the shows this week. This being the last weekend. The week, you know. Yeah. It just boggles. Yeah. It, it, it. It's crazy how fast time appears to go to me. Well, you and I have been talking about that for years. I keep saying that, but it just, it, it does. It goes by. Faster than you want it to, except um, one thing, it goes fast and we can look forward to the return of Christ. Yep. One day closer. Well, up front tonight, we're talking about the Fulani. And when we discuss the Fulani, you know, they... Um, are a major source of a threat for all Christians in Africa, bar none. And I remember the time that uh, the, the news was coming out when Fulani, the Fulani started doing this. Now, the Fulani are really actually a, a pretty big people group. And not all the tribes that are Fulani do this. But there are a good amount of Fulani that are very militant in nature, military, fighting, and uh, Muslim. And so that's who we have here. Now, back a number of years ago, the news came out that it was Boko Haram who had contacted the Fulani to show them how to uh, make war. That's terrible. Well, they were already militaristic anyway, but, uh, you know, the Fulani are um, herdsmen. And uh, they have been making war against the Christian farmers in, around the country. And one of the biggest places they've made an impact is in Nigeria. That's right. <clears throat> and uh, they're responsible for thousands of deaths of Christians. Now, the reason that I'm, we're starting with this tonight is because, uh, for instance, uh, Jay Sekulow, the American Center for Law and Justice, is not just uh, concerned with American issues. Jay being a Christian, he also deals with, and he has presented, I think it is nine presentations before the UN, and I, I'm not sure which part of the UN he goes before but he makes appeals on behalf of uh, Nigeria because uh, Pompeo is working with them as well and he's he's also a Christian and he is and he's been spotlighting the trouble with Nigeria and we wanted to start this out to remind you of the trouble pray for um, Nigeria understand that it's really bad in Nigeria for Christians there's been thousands of deaths not not to mention um, you know when they do it they burn the homes they take over the they will take the crops or burn the crops um, because a lot of them are, are they look at attacking the farmers nevertheless that doesn't mean they won't attack villages they will and so the Fulani are very much a very militant organization. And the article comes out of Barnabas, uh, uh, Barnabas Aid. Uh, and this one is the Bar Barnabas Fund. This is part of their, their other websites. But uh, the thing of it is, is that, you know, and, and I think this is the most frustrating is that most governments don't seem to care. That's true. It appears like that. It does it, appear like It that. has to be like that because they won't do anything to stop it. Nobody does. You know, well, what can we do? Well, sit on your butts and talk about it and don't do nothing. How's That's that? That's what our government's doing. And so, at any rate, um, Christian majority people groups are frequently targeted in violent attacks. 
And Jonathan Asaki is the Southern Kaduna People's Union. He's the president of it. And uh, the Fulani according to Jonathan Asaki, is planning a systematic extermination of nationalities in Nigeria's middle belt and the takeover of their ancestral lands. There's one reason for this, so they can have room for all their animals. That's horrible. Even It's unconscionable to and even think about that. Of course, they kill the whole family. You know, very violent very violent, very dangerous. And they catch a lot of these farmers by themselves, you know. I mean, you have one farmer and a couple of workers and these people come on over and attack and destroy everything. But they will also attack communities. And uh, because of the attacks in this particular region, and like I said, uh, the Fulani are attacking in a lot of areas. Uh, a lot of areas in Nigeria and a lot of areas uh, in, in other areas as well. But many communities have been abandoned and taken over by the attackers. And so the government has not yet provided help. That could be because the government has no money. And that's been a big issue. And uh, so you know, you, you have the Fulani, you have Boko Haram, the, the two main trouble spots. There's also an ISIS group. And all of these people want to kill Christians. And uh, the only reason that they will kill Muslims is if the Muslims ain't radical enough. But pretty much... You look around the world even, when we talk about radical, uh, radicalism and, and killing and innocent people and destroying families and cities, uh, you're talking about Muslim extremists. You talk about bombings. I remember the old plane when they were hijacking planes. These were Muslim. And so that's what you find worldwide. And so... You know, there there is no doubt that uh, these people take uh, a lot of a lot of sway, and they, you know, of course, many attackers get killed, but you would think somebody would control these people. I mean, we've had the trouble with Muslim extremists for a long time. You would think someone would stop it, but nobody does. And so it's easy to see that if the Mahdi really does come in and the Mahdi turns out to be the Antichrist that the Christians are expecting, you can see why he would take over everything because everybody's been sitting on their fat, lazy asses while these people kill innocent people. Look at Biden. He, you know, the other day when, they, uh, when a reporter was questioning him about what's he going to do about America's left in Afghanistan, he turned around and walked away, didn't answer. That's and horrible. So someone took a picture of the back of his head as he was walking away and put up a portrait of the president on social media. So <laughs> you see the back of his head, and it says, this is a portrait of your president. Of yeah. Course, you know, while he was ignoring, you know, the yeah. question about what are you going to... Uh, get the Americans out of there. But there's a lot of other people. But see, are... he had his back turned on America. That's yeah. that's what it is. That's how I take it. And that's a good take, too. And, you know, while we're talking about it, uh, um, you know, Samaritan's Purse is sponsoring flights uh, out of Afghanistan. They're sponsoring them. Uh, that's cool. That's and, awesome. And we also have... Uh, Another guy that worked with uh, Blackwater Security who is making a way to go in and extract people out if it takes force. And I don't know if he's capable of doing it, but it was in social media today. And uh, there's a number of groups that I've seen 
I, I know of that Blackwater security. Do you? Yeah. Well, at any rate, you know, these, these are the issues today. And guess what? Biden, you know, it, it's Muslims again. The Fulani Muslims. And, and they're looking at genocide and extinction of anybody that gets in their way. And, you know, we, uh, we had, uh, you know, the world court in session for Hitler and his minions when they tried that of the Jews. Many of them were hung. Some were shot before firing squads. And some of them got away and were hunted down. And sometimes it took years and years, but they found them. But today, I guess, it doesn't matter that the Muslims want to kill Christians or anybody they want to. Because nobody does a freaking thing about it, and that's irritating. Yes, and, sir. And I, I, can, I condemn the governments of men for sitting on their butts and not doing something. We should have a special task force, a special army... And we should go in and hit areas and wipe them out totally. And go from one problem area to the other till we got this thing solved. Yes. But it'll never happen. But when the Antichrist come, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues in this world. And the Biden administration... Uh, they're they're not doing anything for America. Their, their whole whole time that they've been in there, it's been nothing but a fiasco. It's been laughable. It's been a joke. I don't think there's any true American in this country that thinks Biden is their president. Totally, totally screwed up. And now our allies won't even work with this with the president, which I don't blame them. I I think they're right. And yeah. Well, Kamala Harris, and they had it, uh, they've been putting it in social media. Uh, according to the polls, she's the, one of the worst. Uh, VPs? Yeah, in history. Well, I can believe that. I forgot how, ba how far they went back, but nobody likes her. Well, she hides all the time. You don't see her. And when she does show up, she's always cackling like some frickin' witch, you know. And, uh, you know, she was laughing over Afghanistan several times. I mean, what is so and the border, funny? And, and the border as well. You know, ha, ha, ha. This is not the time to laugh, Kamala. This is the time for you and Joe to kiss and make up and get your crap together. Excuse the expression, but it's I, time. I think that laughing is a protection mechanism for her because she doesn't know how to handle the situation or what to do or what to say. Well, then she needs to resign and get she out. She does. Joe needs to resign and get out. And they need to put uh, uh, Vice President Donald Trump in to be president. <laughs> At any rate. Okay, we're moving on. Okay. Pergo, uh, Pergo, where'd that come from? I don't Persecution know. Persecution.org. Now, you have the Turk, you have Turkey, you have the Ottomans, and you have Artsakh. Now, that's another name for Nagorno-Karabakh. Now, I've heard of Nagorno-Karabakh, uh, and that's even if I, I'm saying it right. But I never heard of Artsakh until last week when we did the story. But it, it, uh, showed up again today um, because uh, and, and what's happening they're really looking at this conflict and they've had a conflict and uh, the territorial control as of October 2nd 2020 has an Armenia an Azerbaijan but they also have Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh uh, Karabakh in, in a little area. And uh, you have Russia to the north, Georgia to the north, Turkey to the east, which is Erdogan, and he's interested in the area. Iran is, of course, down below off to the bottom right of Turkey, and they're interested in it. And all of this is former Russian uh, territory that got broke up into various control. Now, last week we were talking about this, but uh, 
you know, they, uh, this, this is an 82-year-old Christian man that I'm going to talk about. And a group of Azerbaijani men, and of course, these are military guys, have the military garb on. And they had grabbed him simply for the thing that he was a Christian guy. And of course, he's an 80-year-old-plus man. They pinned him to the ground, and he said, For the sake of Allah, I beg you. And so they ignored his plea. And so another man uh, took a knife and says, Here, use this knife. And uh, what they were doing is beheading Christians. Now, this oh, guy that's got his head slowly and deliberately beheaded while they laughed. Oh. And in another similar incident... A half-naked elderly man is pinned to the ground by those in Azerbaijani military garb. He's decapitated and onlookers applaud. Well, see, this is terrible. It is horrible. Christians cons considered infidels. Now, the Lord warned us about that. There's coming a day when those that kill you will think they're doing God's service. That's exactly what these people are doing. Unfortunately, they're not doing God's service. They do not know the Father or the Son. But if you look over in um, Afghanistan, you know, they're beating women over there. They're telling them to stay inside. I could really hear that. I know. It fell over. Sorry. Um, but at any rate, <clears throat> you know, they were beating this woman. I don't know what she did, but they're beating the daylights out of her with a whip. Might not have had uh, her hijab on, or she might have been out in public without a male escort. So at any rate, once they get this other guy beheaded, they put uh, his head uh, on the pig uh, on the carcass of a pig. This, this is what's going on around the world. And Joe Biden has had this particular border open where we have gotten hundreds of thousands of illegals in that we don't even know where they're coming from. We do know for a fact that there's been a number of real terrorists come across that border because they've caught a couple. And they're not saying who, who the others are. They're keeping quiet about it. And, of course, just recently, though, the Supreme Court took up a case that uh, a, a district judge and then a federal judge both had, uh, well, maybe the district is the federal. I, I think it went through two judges. And they, they told the Democrats, the Biden administration, that they had to stop doing uh, um, you know, not uh, what they did do is get rid of uh, Trump's stay in Mexico policy. Well, when it got to the Supreme Court, they ruled that you can't do it, that you did it illegally, and it's probably against the law what you did in the first place. So they commanded them to restore the stay in Mexico prob, uh, uh, thing. And so I don't know how that's going to affect anything, but it's a freaking mess. Because Biden and the Democrats up there don't seem to care. They think everybody's coming through, you know. Uh, our border is the lollipop man and is bringing goodies and sweets for everybody. Yeah. But I got news for you, man. There's the candy man in there. And if you ever have any idea what an old horror movie series was, it was the candy man. Uh, and it was a thriller chiller a long time ago. But guess what? There are no candy men that are going to bring you goodies that are coming in on your southern border. You have enemies. And now we're bringing a, bin a bunch of people in from Afghanistan. And they're again... We don't know who they are. They're trying to verify them, but there's some of them they can't. So we're getting full of people from other countries. And so you better pay attention because I got news for you, America. I'm telling you this for a reason. 
do you think these terrorists care that you're in America? They don't. They, if you, you get a true terrorist in America, like the ones we're talking about here, they would love to be caught on camera blowing up a bunch of you stupid Americans. They would love to blow up a few churches here. And they would love to behead a few Americans. Now see, the Mexicans are already doing it down across the border. Been doing it for a long time. Only God knows why Mexicans are doing it to their own. It's all over money and it's all over drugs. But one of these days, all these groups that are doing these things are going to find out the great white throne judgment what a mistake they've done and they're going to spend eternity in Sheol, in hell and actually it's going to be the lake of fire because hell and death are going to be thrown into the lake of fire and there's going to be agony and it's where the worm dieth not and that's in your rotted soul these worms will crawl in and out of your spirit while you're burning to death in agony and you never die that is the second death that's the final death and that's something that you shouldn't do. Nobody wants that. I no. Mean, but see, this is the, the issue. These are the things we're bringing up and we're telling you, oh, these are terrible. Well, it's going to be really terrible when it gets to you. That's why it's imperative to do something about it. But see, instead we get caught up in political wars. Afghanistan became a political war. If you're going to go in there after the Taliban then there's one thing you have to do. You have to kill everybody. Now, you're not going to like this, but this is what has to happen. Men, women, and children. But we'll never do that. But I guarantee you that if the Muslims come in here in a jihad and war, they will kill all the men. They will rape the women. Any woman they can't use, they will kill her. They will take your children and use them. If they can't use them, they'll either use them as slaves or sell them as, as whatever, or they'll kill them. This is the way it works in the real world. And see, when America was a righteous nation, instead of what it is today, doing immoral things, I got news for you. And we got biblical precedents for this because God sent the northern tribes into captivity for their idolatry. And it was just for idolatry. And so the Assyrians came in and carried them all away. And they're very vicious fighters. And they wouldn't spare anybody, including the women, the children, anybody that got in the way. That's what they would do. So I got news for you, America. You're not righteous today. You need to repent. And if you don't repent, and if you continue to defy God, then the death of a country can be very, very agonistic. Very, very much trouble. Because there's no deliverance. These things should have been taken care of 20 years ago. And that is exactly why you're going to have an end time. You're going to have a real bad guy by the name, you know, going to be the beast or the Antichrist. You're going to have a worldwide global army and they're going to take over everything and you're going to be forced to take the mark or die. Yeah, well, welcome to the real world. We should have been on our toes, but we're too busy. That's right. The Taliban, when they went into Afghanistan... Why are all of the Afghanis so afraid of them? Because they know something most Americans are too stupid to understand. And I say that with love. But I got news for you. Look at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the way they've acted. If you really knew what the Taliban were going to do to these people, you wouldn't even have begun to do that. It's more important for you to save face, Biden, and to get out of there than it is to really just say, okay, we're going to take care of this. You can't negotiate with the Taliban. You can't do anything. You should have never gone in there. It's a mess. It's a mess over here. When you get into Nagorno-Karabakh, if I've said it right, Nagorno-Karabakh, it's also a mess in Nigeria and Africa. 
We know the groups that are doing this for crying out loud. In India, we find endless persecution of Christians and also Muslims there. China, one of the biggest ones, persecuting Christians, persecuting Muslims. What are we doing? We're buying stuff from them all the time. We, shouldn't, I, we shouldn't be. We, Tower and I seen a picture of a bag of fluoride that municipalities buy, you know, pallets full from China. For water treatment. Yeah, to treat their water. Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, and you've got Google working with China. You've got MSN working with them, even with Windows 10 and Windows 11. Give me a break. All your techies' blood is in all your hands. Don't you people realize that? It's all about the money. It's all about money. You don't care about souls. You don't care about what these people are doing. You should have told the Chinese, we're not going to do anything with you. But what did we do? Well, we got in debt, like we're doing now because of Nancy and her nitwit Democrats. Don't you understand that China owns America now and has for probably 20 years? Or more. Who do you think backed us up when we... You know, back in the 70s when we had trouble financially in every other way, including gas-wise. We went to China. Do you know they're bought, they've already bought and purchased land in this country? They've invested in it. They're teaching children in school from kindergarten how to speak Chinese. They have these programs even in our town. So we have a bunch of knuckle-headed kids that were taught by liberal teachers who want to suddenly destroy America and have a new America and a socialist... You know, there was a survey out, I've seen this, and they said a lot of these young kids want socialism. Well, good luck! You know, I mean, you know, we'll divide America and we'll keep what America used to be and you go on your merry way and make a socialism. Man, take... I could. I, I can even tell you what to take. You can have Nevada. You can have California. New York. You can have Oregon. You can have Washington. Because they're all wanting to be socialist anyway. And all the ones that don't want to be socialist can come over this way. And we'll stay the America and you people can go your own route with socialism. We'll see how well that works out. You can open up your borders and you can allow everybody in for free. We'll see how that does. Even China doesn't do that. North Korea doesn't do that. And they need people. You get over in Russia, they have secure borders. Only in America are we stupid enough to have open borders. That's right. Welcome. And so as I'm reading this stuff... Of these problems, I see them coming to America. Now, you mark my words. You may think I'm a raven lunatic, but I got news for you. I've been studying this. We've been doing this for over two decades. We've watched it increase. We can tell you. Didn't you people learn anything when ISIS went through the Middle East? God, give me strength. At any rate, we're going to turn turn it down a little bit. And if you agree with me, thank you. And if you don't agree with me, it doesn't matter. Because I ain't going to change my mind. Matter of fact, I think you're part of the problem. And of course, you think I'm part of the problem. So I guess we're, <laughs> we're about even Stephen there. But see, I'm going to win. You're going to lose if you don't change. Because I know who wins this thing. I know what's coming. And I know where my hope lies. Amen. And God's called me to come out here and to be a watchman prophet. To tell it like it is. To preach it. Even when you won't listen. So, you ready? I am. Okay. This story comes to us from International Christian Concern. Their website is persecution.org. And this story happened about four weeks ago on July 29th in Pakistan, Islamabad.
it was um, dozens of policemen and members of law enforcement. Dozens, mind you. With agencies, you know, forcibly entered the house of Rafiq and Shagufta. They harassed the family, took possession of their phones, laptops, and other valuables. They were the police were fully loaded with with guns and ordered ordered them not to move and to keep their hands up. They arrested Shagufta, um, their two sons. And their daughter without any prior information or arrest warrants. According to Rafika, Shagufta's husband, she was arrested because she was a member of a WhatsApp group chat. And someone apparently shared a post that they deemed blasphemous. She was, Shagufta was accused of committing blasphemy against Islam. Despite not being the author of the post, she was unaware of the post. She's been accused of forwarding it, and she has denied that allegation. And following the raid on the family home, Shagufta's children were released from police custody. However, she was kept in charge with committing blasphemy. And due to the threats that the family faced they had to move to another city without any of their household valuables or um, any of their household items or valuables the fanatics in the neighborhood did not allow them to even take anything from their house and so she was charged with blasphemy under Pakistan's 295-A and 295-B those are the blas- Pakistan's blasphemy laws, and that's what she has been charged under. And she could face life in prison if convicted. And you know, this just gets me, Dana. Here they take dozens of policemen and law enforcement after this family. There's three children and two adults. Five people. And, and they're they're horrible. And it could be... That somebody sent that text to her that's um, a Muslim because they don't like that family. They don't, um, they have a vendetta against them because of, um, you know, the religious hatred over there. Yeah, this happens a lot. I mean, we've reported on these things before. And it's always, if you're on social media and it's your account, you're responsible. And they can hold you uh, accountable, and they will, and they do. Uh, we, we have a number of cases that's, that's come across like this. And once you get into that uh, blasphemy thing, uh, th- there's one goal they want to do and kill you. That, yeah. That's their goal. And in 1987, they um, added... The 295-B and 295-C to the 295-A. And since then, the number of blasphemy accusations have skyrocketed. Well, you know, and they were supposed to work on that yeah. where it wasn't like that. And Pakistan was even talking about it. Um, of course, uh, a C, a BB uh, was released. And, of course... Um, I remember some guy... From over there, his father worked to help Asiya Bibi to get out, but he was murdered. But the son said there's 250, at least 250 more Asiya Bibis sitting in prison. Because, because of the blasphemy laws. Yep. And that is the problem. And... Uh, if you're a Christian and you believe how you believe, they can get you for blasphemy. And it's very simple. There's only one true and living God with one only begotten Son. Amen. And that's it. And his name is not Allah. His name is Yahweh. Jehovah. And his son's name is Yahshua, Jesus. Now, the problem you have is 
there's a lot of conflict over that. As the Lord said, I've come not to bring peace, but war. And that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on. Many of you have probably heard of Sean Fook, which makes his way around the United States. Actually, he does a pretty good job of getting into area and getting everybody to sing and worship. Sean, I came across Sean on Instagram when he was um, running for a local office over there somewhere. In California. Yeah, California. And uh, I left a couple of comments, and I think he answered a couple of things. But other than that, um, I knew that he was a worship leader. Um, but here he's going out on the streets and the thing that surprises me is he doesn't get the daylights beat out of him but he does deal with young people and one of the things that he keeps talking about is getting all these kids where they are worshiping the Lord and he touches them and they repent And if there's ever a group that needs it, I mean, everybody needs it in America, but the young people especially. And, you know, the other issue with young people, there's a lot of suicides. I know, that's tragic. I hate it. And so if Sean can bring him uh, the thing, I'm always skeptical when people tell me there's a revival in America. I, you know... I, I don't receive that at all. I think there's local, but as far as a national repentance like we used to have in the 1800s and going back, uh, you know, that that's not going to happen in America. America has cast the gospel out. And what we have is a modernized version of easy peasy. I call it the sugar plum church and the fairy tale Jesus so we've got to wake up and because our pastors and the leaders have not delineated holiness to this generation at all and so I I hope and pray uh, that a lot of these kids really truly do turn to the Lord and I, I pray that Sean is successful This is a good story. Can I read it? Yeah. Um, So Sean uh, shared an inspirational story of a young man named Aaron who was lost and broken but committed his life to Christ one year ago and has been sober since. When Aaron's mother attended a Let Us Worship event last summer in California, she asked Fuchs to pray for her son who was addicted to drugs and living on the streets. We prayed with urgency that night that God would encounter her son. Aaron became the representation of a prodigal Jen's zeer. That would be God's trophy of grace. He's been a fiery fiery revivalist ever since that moment, leading many to Jesus. I met him for the first time on Saturday and we celebrated together. Wow, guys, Aaron is the prophetic picture of an entire generation that will turn to God. We cannot stop praying. Aaron shared his testimony, explaining that he was a puppet of Satan and destined for death. And he continued, In that moment I realized, what am I doing with my life? I came to this awakening and I realized I couldn't have gone to the fire, he explained. Immediately, I started weeping out to God. I want to know you. I want to love you, Father. I know there's more out there. And then I felt this power come over me, and I knew I was safe. After that experience, I threw down my life to Jesus. I surrendered unto him. Wickedness dwelling in the flesh, there's no point. You can't do it for, by you can't do it by yourself. It's only with the Lord. That's an exciting story, I think. Well, it is, and like I was saying before, you know, this is the generation that really, 
while all the generations in America need it, we have a lot of lost young people. Yes, we do. And uh, this is one of those that, that uh, you know, we, we need to get these kids turned around. Yes, amen. We really <clears throat> do. Because I got news for you. In a New World Order society, uh, in an Islamic society, you know, it's hard to find Christ. Matter of fact, especially one that's persecuting you. They can shut it all off. But we know for a fact that God is moving among the Muslims and he's moving among the hardcore Muslims and Hindus and Amen. he's Thank moving you, Lord. in China so if he can move around the world he can move in America yes amen but the thing of it is is there you know we we creep up ever so closely to the to that final moment when it's too late the nations are deceived and paul warned about that in second thessalonians 2 and so at any rate mozambique this comes out of international Christian concern via Christianity Today. And uh, we're, we're not going to read their article, but we are going to bring up a couple of things. In March of this year, and this is international Christian concern, Terrorists killed dozens during an attack in the city of Palma, Palma, Cabo Delgado province. An area where believers are often kidnapped, forced to flee, or killed at the hands of Islamic extremists. Now this, this is Mozambique. Since 2017... The UNHCR estimates that 700,000 people have been displaced and 2,500 killed by ISIS-linked militants. That is just unconscionable. You know, and the, and the thing of How it is, wicked. these people are well armed, and the people they're attacking are not armed, not like they are. How hard is it? to kill people who aren't prepared very easy and you know there's a scripture that says you kill the righteous and he does not resist you and uh, that's in, in in the scripture and there's nothing truer today you know they wake up and they get killed they get attacked you know, they really have a hard time resisting because they're running for their lives. They're trying to get out of the way because these people are much more equipped with firepower. And that's what these Muslim extremists like. These people have a blast killing innocent people. It's like shooting a bunch of rabbits. You know, they have no, no care for their blood. They don't care that they're dying. They don't care. You know, if they end up raping their daughter or or doing whatever, they don't care. It's all in the name of their God. And this is where a lot of them are going to be mighty, mighty disappointed. Boy, they sure are. But the thing of it is, is these people need... They either need to be stopped or they need to be redeemed. One of the two. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be redeemed. And... Uh, not all of them will. So when you get into this, there's real lives. In this particular story, Christianity Today wrote about a pastor and his sons who hid in the bush all night before returning to the village. And their hut was caved in and their four-year-old son was beheaded. And so 
they dug a hole in the ground to bury the body and they wept. And his wife and second young son are still missing. Now this, this is really typical of the suffering that we see around the world. And this is exactly what we need to stop. But you see, I also warn about the blood, the shedding of the blood and blood guilt. I've taught on that. Because during, during the wrath of God tribulation, God is going to give the world blood to drink because of all of the blood that they had shed. It will come due on that generation. Now you see, the Lord talked about the blood. And he even told you on which generation it would come due. And that was back then, but now this is now. And we've got a lot of blood. And this is also blood of innocent born babies that are murdered in the womb. Some now today, God forbid, we're killing them outside of the womb. And then Joe Biden made it legal to make profit and money off the dead babies who were murdered in blood guilt. And this is where the curse comes in associated with that blood. And don't think that God won't hold you accountable. And if you're taking vaccines that are made out of babies, you know, DNA and various other things, that is that's cursed and there's pastors out there that are trying to get their congregations all vaccinated that's probably because they can't believe in divine healing they got to believe in a vaccine I got news for you America we're in trouble and we're in trouble because deep deep trouble yeah we have a church that don't know how to believe for divine healing we have a people that don't know how to believe in anything except for science we have a people that don't see anything wrong with killing innocent babies and using their dead bodies as tools used by scientists to create vaccines and medicines. Well, you people can go straight to you know where. And you can take your damnable blood guilt with you because I'm not going to touch it. However, you can repent of it. But you need to come out of this. Because if you don't, you will be a partaker of the sins and you will receive of the plagues unfortunately and here's another one this is out of India and this is one of the things they do they like to attack the leaders the pastor and his wife that's my story. Yeah, it, it is. It is. But I'm leading into <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Tower wants to read it to you. But you see, these are real people. And it's personal. It is. We don't like this. We don't like anybody getting killed. And we especially don't like people that are leaders that God has anointed and put there to be killed. Go ahead. Well, this story is about Pastor Shamil. He's 52 and he's the head pastor of Bethel Miracle Church in, um, I'm not sure how to say that, someplace in India. And it's and um, he and his wife traveled to Dadahasala, it's a uh, village approximately 10 miles from where they live. They went there to pray for a sick church member on July 28th. When they arrived, the, Christ the church member's house was surrounded by a mob of 20 radical Hindu nationalists. So they started abusing the couple with foul language and accused them of converting people to the Christian faith. So sensing the danger, they decided to immediately leave the village. And as they were walking out of the village, the mob attacked them. They beat Pastor Shalim with an 
iron chain and wooden clubs until he was unconscious. They also beat his wife as she attempted to defend her husband. And the attack just continued until a person passing by stopped his vehicle and rescued them and took him to a nearby hospital. She said she was so scared when her husband fell to the ground and no one to help. She told International Christian Concern she tried to get help from people who were passing by, but many refused. So praise the Lord that this one person came forward and took her husband to the hospital. And um, he apparently is doing well. And he does not want to charge, um, file a complaint, a police complaint against those attackers because he wants to forgive them as Christ has forgiven. And that's normal. Right. <clears throat> you know how hard that would be? Oh, I know. Really have the love of Christ in them. And the fact you know how many times have we done these stories and these people won't charge them then we've seen them where they did then the police won't do anything right and we've seen it to where the police tell them well you're just a poor such and such and these people well respected you will never get anywhere with them so so there's no justice which is tragic. Yeah, God help Very us if tragic. America ever gets this way. But you see, like they said, if you think you have it bad, there's always somebody somewhere that has it a lot worse. That's right. But you see, the India thing, as we pointed out, is that this is the year that the Hindus, the radicals, the BJP party, the Hindu Nationalist Party, has been targeting to get rid of... Uh, uh, now, I don't think they can make that a party platform, but we know that, that uh, this came out from the radical Hindus that they wanted to get rid of the Christians and Muslims this year. And, of course, you know, they have a bad thing of uh, COVID. But, uh, and, and we do have connections throughout a lot of these regions. One of them is the ACLG uh, churches, which are throughout Asia and Africa and the Middle East. And so it, it's hard to imagine living with this yes it is and we're going to have to uh, get out of here we got a couple of minutes so okay well thank you for joining us everybody whenever you do we love you we thank you for all you do Hello for the Lord. We pray for you and hope the best. Be safe. And take care of yourself. And pray for our brethren around the world as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our website warn-usa.com or our other website danaglinsmith.com Be safe, folks. We pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you and protect you. And pray for the persecuted church around the world and those who are in bonds. And if you can, donate to uh, an aid agency, somebody like some of the ones we've mentioned tonight, and help them financially. They have boots on the ground, and you'll be helping your brothers and sisters in Christ. Remember the persecuted. Remember the brethren. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.